Hey, welcome back into Car Radio here on 910 AM, the Superstation. I am Henry Payne. I'm a columnist for the Detroit News, and uh, I'm broadcasting a remote today from eastern Virginia, out here in the northern neck uh, of Virginia. And it's an interesting uh, place because I rented a electric car for the first time when I came out here. Um, uh, my wife and I have some business out here on the east coast. And so I rented an electric car, a Tesla Model 3 from Hertz out of Reagan National Airport in D.C. Hertz is the first uh, rental agency to contract with Tesla uh, with, with any electric uh, vehicle manufacturer actually in mass and uh, provide an EV in their rental fleet. And uh, so I uh, rented the Tesla Model 3. I'm familiar with it uh, as an owner myself back in uh, Detroit, and it's an interesting experience going on the road with a with a uh, rental uh, Hertz and uh, and finding the the gas stations or the, the fueling stations that you need. Uh, something you just take for granted when you're renting a gas powered uh, rental car. Uh, I'll be talking about this more in the future on the program. But uh, apropos of what we were talking about uh, last hour at the top of the first hour. And uh, this uh, competition now between electric vehicles and internal combustion uh, vehicles for North American Car of the Year. And so it's a real challenge uh, for jur for us jurors to judge these cars because it's one thing to drive them uh, in a quick test, as jurors tend to do, uh, uh, driving multiple cars. But then it's another to think about how customers use their vehicles. And uh, to date, electric cars have been very niche-oriented because of their range issues, charging issues, range anxiety. And so uh, using an electric vehicle in a rental environment, as I'm doing here uh, uh, on the road 80 miles away from uh, from Metro uh, Washington, D.C., down here in the very rural northern neck. Uh, and Tesla's got a pretty robust charging network. Uh, down here, which is interesting and makes it a lot easier uh, to make a trip like this. So more to come on that. Uh, we're for our second hour today here on Car Radio, we're going to do three taped interviews, three best of Car Radio taped interviews. Uh, we're going to be talking to Tim Puento, Chief Engineer of the Jeep Wagoneer, Tom Matsumoto, uh, who is the uh, – uh, who is uh, with uh, the Toyota Supra, one of my favorite sports cars in the market, and then uh, winding up the hour, Dave, Dave Coleman, engineer with the Mazda CX-50, one of the best SUVs, I think, and the best of uh, in, in the uh, uh, car of the year category uh, this year. But let's, let's kick things off here with Tim Puento, uh, chief engineer for the much-anticipated three-row Jeep Wagoneer. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 9, AM Superstation out in Bozeman, Montana. Having a good day at the office, uh, driving around the all-new Grand Wagoneer and Wagoneer from Jeep. Uh, in particular, the Wagoneer, um, which is uh, goes up against Chevy, the Chevy Tahoe, the Chevy Suburban. Uh, the Grand then goes for a bigger fish like the Cadillac Escalade and the Lincoln Navigator. I'm joined by Tim Puente, who's the uh, chief engineer for Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer. Tim, how are you? Great. It's great to be here with you, Henry, and I'm glad you were able to come out to see uh, what these two exciting products offer. 
Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty cool and, and uh, kind of a long time uh, coming from Jeep. This this uh, this segment makes a lot of money for Ford and for uh, General Motors. I know you guys are excited to be uh, in this segment with this Jeep. Uh, just uh, talk about it from the ground up. You introduced it actually in 2022, and and uh, we got news for 2023 with the new Hurricane engine. We want to get to, but uh, uh, just talk about the car's bones and uh, how you guys go about building it. Sure, sure, Henley. So so the bones of this vehicle are 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 fabulous and it really starts with the bones of the vehicle and setting the architecture up um, in the adequate way that that allows us to provide so much performance uh, in capability to the customer for instance uh, the driving the dynamics and the handling of this vehicle are are significantly above what you can what you can get in the marketplace and that is really due to again the teams uh, the team's ability to set the architecture upright, and then when we tune the vehicle, um, it gives you that smooth ride, that smooth comfort ride. And then, and then when we took it to the next notch of introducing the long wheelbase, with the added weight uh, and length of the vehicle, we went in and retuned the suspension, uh, provided a different uh, steering ratio which still gives you that nimbleness of, of the vehicle and still uh, upholds that, that the dynamics that this vehicle holds above above again what you can you can purchase in the marketplace yes, it's, it's pretty impressive for a big thing uh, you know it's based on a truck chassis based on similar chassis that the, the ram truck has and it's just remarkable how nimble these things are i, I, I suspect this is approaching six thousand pounds uh, what do you do to a suspension on a ladder frame truck that makes it so good I, uh, air suspension is that standard so air suspension is standard on the grand wagoneer but maybe to get back to the basics of your your question of how do you deliver this performance in a vehicle of this size and again it it starts with the basic bones of the vehicle what do i mean by that basic bones in the way that we set up the geometry of the suspensions of the suspension the the arms in the suspension the links um, all of that played a significant role uh, and us being able to deliver a product like this, the other, the other element of the design and the you know the basics of getting the architecture right is getting close to a 50-50 split between the weight front to rear. And so with all of these different uh, architecture uh, design plays we made up front in the vehicle design allowed us again to, to make those small tuning adjustments at the end of the project that really deliver a vehicle that, that really exceeded many expectations of its uh, ride and handling characteristics for a large UV. I, I think th- uh, uh, folks, uh, you know, that that, that suspension uh, pays dividends inside as well. You guys have an independent rear uh, suspension, which is a big deal for, for a big guy like me back in the third row. You know, if, you, if you've got six passengers, uh, a lot of times your knees are up in your teeth uh, if you're in a uh, uh, one of these uh, big truck-based vehicles. But, but you guys get more well space because of the IRS suspension. And as a result, you guys got a pretty impressive third third row room. It, it absolutely allowed us to do that. Again, once you set those basic bones of the vehicle up appropriately, as you mentioned, we were able to deliver a flat load floor back there. So when you push all the seats down, um, you get nearly a flat load floor when you want to load your cargo back there. But also, as you mentioned, allows you to, to provide that uh, leg room. And of course, the headroom because it allows you know the roof to the floor allows a very comfortable ride in, in the back of that vehicle. 
and, and then having given all that room to folks in the third row, if you get into the regular uh, 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 wagoneer, you may say, well, you know, it kind of compromises cargo space. That's why you bring out this L version, this this elongated version. You've, you've increased it a, at a foot, and you've got a lot of cargo space now behind all three rows. That's correct, right? All of the 12 inches is behind that third row, so no comfort loss on that third row occupant. Same level of comfort back there. And now you have an additional 12 inches of cargo capacity. And and I was mentioned before, it's just not about cargo capacity. It's really delivering to the customer the ability to use it in a very efficient way. And I'd say there's really three things that really provide that efficiency and, and, and use of that. One is the load floor, flat load floor. You put the seats down, very easy to load things in. Second would be is the cargo management system that we placed in the long wheelbase. So there are these rails on the bottom of the floor and have your cargo loops allow you to uh, move back and forth, up and down. So it kind of gives you a way of uh, um, you know giving you flexibility in how you want to uh, tighten things down to the floor. Um, the last thing is you'll notice is what we call the liftover height. So distance from the ground up to that that you know that that entry point uh, is best in class for this vehicle too. So it's very it makes it very easy to use everything and load uh, cargo in the back. Do you guys, when you set out to develop a vehicle, do you do you, do you, do you set those targets? Do you say we want to be best in class, uh, for example, in the in, in the cargo load? Do you, do you want to be best in class in interior, uh, and and then uh, um, uh, and then you then you then you that's a real priority is to meet to meet those targets. You're absolutely right, Henry. And and what it really boils down to is providing value to the customer. And so when we set those targets, we set them strategically to provide that value, what's most important to the to the customer. And in this case, uh, the cargo um, and the space is, is so important for, for these customers who are purchasing these products. So we make sure that we set our targets appropriately and then deliver to them so the customer in the end is is the happiest person when they when they purchase one of these vehicles. Yeah, I mean it makes good headlines for us journalists. But uh, but yeah, when folks walk into the into the showroom, that's that's got to matter. That uh, the salesman has these specs that right away he can say uh, biggest in class here, uh, most capable in class over here. The the uh, the other big news for 2023, in addition to the to the long version of the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer, is an all new engine. Uh, we've we've had V8s. I, I love V8s. I, I'm a big V8 guy. I love muscle cars and and uh, from from Dodge and and uh, Ford and those guys. And traditionally, there have been V8s in this class. You guys are are evolving there and and going to a twin turbo inline six. Correct. So we've transitioned uh, into 2023 model year to provide to provide really two elements of improvements. One is efficiency, efficiency in the way of fuel economy and CO2, and the second would be performance. Um, taking what was already something that was great class leading and getting it into providing even more horsepower with the Hurricane Turbo 510 and providing uh, that extra boost for the customer. So to me, it's 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 quite amazing of, of being able to deliver these two things to the customer. And again, efficiency, improvement in fuel economy, reduction in CO2, and at the same time giving them some more horsepower and torque for both of these engines. 
I don't imagine your customers uh, care much about CO2. It's, it's a, probably a government target that you guys are hitting. But when you when you get into focus groups with folks, and V8, you know, the V8 says something, right? I mean, with a big vehicle and with a lot of torque, uh, are they impressed by it? Or do they even tell, can they even tell the difference between a twin turbo inline six and, a, and an old-fashioned V8? So even today, as, as, as people have uh, walked out of these vehicles, my answer to that is overwhelmingly yes. Today, as 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 some of uh, your counterparts have talked about the um, their experience in driving these vehicles, uh, has been overwhelmingly positive. As wow, this this Hurricane 510. I was driving on the highway 75 miles an hour, and I, I was still able to to uh, to engage it and, and accelerate past other vehicles and, and the feel and the performance level of that was was unbelievable and it, it was some, you know something extra we we provide with these hurricane line of engines yeah. so. the, the the other thing that uh, I think people have always appreciated about Jeeps is the Uconnect system uh, this is Uconnect 5 uh, the, the most recent version of that system it's very very good but uh, you know that detail I think um, is, is, is also particular to Jeep. I mean, you walk around this vehicle, it, it obviously goes to a whole other level with the Grand, but just little things, like there's an American flag uh, on the flanks of the vehicle. Uh, the Uconnect I spoke about uh, is really good. As an, is, is that an engineering thing, or is that a holistic Jeep brand thing? When you guys go to a model, we want to give customers a little extra with detail. So, working backwards into the original Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, there's this nostalgia that comes along with the vehicle. And this vehicle, you know, being born uh, in the United States here in North America. So thinking about that and now transitioning to years later, because the last one going out of production in 1991, and then needing to deliver something that has that nostalgic appeal, um, drives us into all of that attention to detail in this segment the American flag that flies on the door, the the plaque that's actually under hood that, that says where it's made, it's made and it's assembled in Warren, Michigan. It's that pride that that's that you can see in the product that we're delivering. It's attention to detail, it's the pride, and it's knowing that that exit model, we had to do something special to bring it back. And that really drives us within, especially the technical team, of of delivering what you see outside here. Yeah, it's great history. Great great to have the Wagoneer uh, back in the market, and great to have a long version of the Wagoneer. Tim Puente, chief engineer for the Jeep uh, Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious side Ginsburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patted charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. Survivors Speak presents their third annual Wrongful Conviction Summit, October 29th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Washtenaw Community College in the Morris Lawrence Building, 4800 East Huron River Drive, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48105. The theme of this year's summit is Operation Accountability. Please register for this free event on Eventbrite or text 734-252-6075. This event is sponsored by the United Way of Washtenaw County and Washtenaw Community College's Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. 
you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. All right, this is Henry Payne with Car Radio, 910 AM Superstation, out in the desert, the desert of Johnson Valley, California. Really cool place. This is home of the Hammers. I'm joined by Chris Piva, who is the lead development engineer for the Ford Bronco Raptor, much anticipated uh, vehicle, and we've been hammering it away out here in King, King of the Hammers land. Chris, how are you? Good. How about you, man? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good and and, uh, and I, we're just halfway through the day here. I haven't even done the high speed stuff, and uh, I've been doing stuff this morning. I've never done in a production truck. We were going up the uh, going up the rocky hills that uh, the Ultra Four vehicles do. These spidery, uh, uh, crazy horsepower, 20, 20 inch suspension travel uh, modified trucks, and we were going up the same trail in a production Bronco Raptor. Yeah, we were actually on the King. The Hammers race course today, so we ran uh, a trail called Fisher Mountain, um, which basically all the classes in Ultra Four run during King of Hammers week, and then we came down and did a, a much more gnarly uh, rock crawl, which is also um, a uh, trail that leads into Chocolate Thunder, which is one of the main um, spectator areas for the race. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, was kind of you look at the hill and say, I don't know how anything could go up there. <laughs> I, I've seen Ultra Four trucks uh, uh, do that hill, so I, I I know what they go through. But how is it possible in a in a production truck? I mean, just talk about what you, the how you've equipped a Bronco in order to do this kind of extreme uh, off road rock crawling. 
Yeah, so really we just we started with such a great platform in Bron- in the base Bronco, right? Um, so the base uh, Bronco team really brought a great product, super robust product um, that we just built off of, right? So we took everything we learned from prior uh, F-150 Raptors, so the, the original Gen 1, Gen 2, and then the, the Gen 3 that just released with the, with the five-link suspension. Um, we took all that knowledge from the past you know, say 12 years and baked it into um, into the Bronco Raptor. So we went uh, wider, longer travel suspension. We use a Fox live valve uh, 3.0 shock, um, a 37 inch BFG tire, uh, and then upgraded the drive line. The rear axle is uh, unique to Bronco Raptor for in- improved robustness. Um, transfer case is unique. Front axle has been upgraded. Um, so we really touched uh, all the different aspects that make a great uh, race car and a great OE car. And, and, and as a result, this has really become the halo uh, for, the, uh, for, for the Ford off-road brand. It's been F-150 Raptor, but in a lot of ways, this is a more capable uh, vehicle with a, a greater envelope. Yeah, so, you know, similar to, a, similar to an Ultra 4 race car, um, you know, they call those vehicles the Swiss Army knife of off-road. So, they have to be able to go very, very quickly across the open desert, across the whoops, you know, fly through the air off jumps, um, and then also go in those spidery rock crawl trails that you talked about, right? Go up those super technical, super slow, huge suspension articulation um, with the locking axles and stuff. So we've really kind of rounded out the off-road envelope um, and tried to capture all different aspects and build that, you know, Swiss army knife type of vehicle uh, for the road. Yeah, and it's it's fun too. I mean, talking to folks like you because uh, uh, you know Ford for for a long time has been in on-road racing. They've been to Le Mans. They've been to Daytona with programs like the Ford GT. Now you uh, you guys are really getting serious uh, about this off-road Baja stuff. And guys like you actually do it. You've you've raced Ultra Four uh, vehicles out here in the King of the Hammers. Yeah, so I've been racing Ultra Four for the last five years um, in uh, the 4400 Unlimited class. So. Um, um, you know, in my spare time, you know, I'm a huge off-road enthusiast, right? I, I eat, breathe, sleep off-road, right? So um, when I'm not out here developing the Bronco Raptor, I'm in the garage developing my race car, right? And we've taken, you know, there's a lot of knowledge transfer back there or between the two because I learn a lot during racing that we build into the Bronco Raptor. And then I actually learn a lot in Bronco Raptor that we take back to our race car and try to make it faster. So things like the live valve suspension, we actually adapted a gen 2 uh f-150 raptor live valve suspension to our race car so our race car was the first car on grid to be running a semi-active suspension um so and then we take you know some of the algorithms and tuning philosophies that we 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 use on the race car to make it faster and then i bring it to work and bake that knowledge into the truck yeah as a true technology uh, transfer, and then you're behind the wheel uh, uh, testing it out, both uh, behind your Ultra Four and in the uh, in, in the Bronco Raptor uh, for the for the street. And and uh, and uh, this is it's a pretty small uh, world, isn't it? I mean, Multimatic has gotten into this world. I know uh, they do a lot of Formula One uh, shock work. They've come in uh, with Chevrolet and and uh, and with Fox. You guys have worked in, in bringing this uh, extreme uh, kind of shock. 
stock into a into a uh, production vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, f- you know, Fox has been the leader in off-road damper technology forever, right? And you know, partnering with them and bringing the live valve technology that semi that semi-active damper technology has been around for a long, long time in on-road vehicles, especially like the the sports cars or super hyper cars. You know, they all use you know Magneride or Multimatic uh, semi-active damping to help them handle and, and steer quicker and be faster around the track. We've now baked that in and paired it with the Fox internal bypass damper. So not only do you get a position-sensitive passive damper, but then you can actually change the damping levels uh, 500 times a second um, to optimize that like kind of trade-off between comfort and, and capacity. Yeah, and uh, I, I should say, too, we're sitting in a, uh, a Bronco Raptor right now. This is this is a really cool-looking uh, truck. It's pretty hard to miss uh, on the road. It's uh, it's, uh, uh, it's it's very wide, uh, about 37 inches. Uh, how, how wide is it? Uh, uh, no, I'm, uh, it's, it you got to have the three lights on it because it's uh, as wide as a, as a Class 2 truck, right? Yeah, so anything over 80 inches is wide um, has to have the fender markers and the and the uh, the grill the grill lights. So if you look back to um, all the way back to the Gen One truck and it has those three lights and then the uh, you know the indicators and the fenders, that's not only because it looks cool, but that's actually federally mandated for trucks this wide. Yeah, yeah it looks it just it just looks cool. The uh, uh, it, it's wide, it's it's mean. It's got these big thirty-seven inch uh, uh, tires on it. Um, the the one of the crucial decisions you guys made when you when you uh, uh, invented the Bronco is to go to an independent front suspension, and uh, that is crucial to you in in, in uh, making this thing, uh, giving this thing this bandwidth between rock crawling and high speed. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the the original. Um the original Broncos obviously had a, a straight axle in the front, the, the early Broncos, Gen 1 Broncos, and then they went to a, a twin I-beam suspension, which is uh, an older way of doing independent front suspension. Um, and basically what it's allowed us to do, it really enabled the whole Bronco Raptor program because going across the desert, even in a straight axle uh, race car, is very punishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're really making a, a huge trade-off um, for the rock crawl that makes you perform very poorly in the desert so having that independent suspension having that additional steering control that extra that extra travel really allows you to you know round out that envelope like you talked before yeah, it's uh, and it's you know it's a bit a bit of a heresy for uh, off-road uh, folks. Uh, you know, uh, Wrangler has, has dominated the space for a long time. They've got uh, a solid front, and I know that gives you a little bit more uh, front articulation. But uh, uh, obviously, a crucial decision you guys made, and again, you learned so much uh, in that regard from the F-150 Raptor, which had been running at high speeds with an independent front. Yep, yep, absolutely. And it, and you know, going you know, kind of pulling it back to the racing side. If you look at the 4400 class, a lot of the 4400, the, the top, top 4400 cars have gone to that independent front suspension to increase the speed in the desert. And they're really making them work um, really well in the rocks as well. And and some of that technology has been developed in, in the 4400 class um, in getting the in, increased strength in the front independent suspension. You know, we've tried to pull that pull that down into the streetcars and really make that front end more robust. I, 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 I got to believe you guys are going to continue to come here you're, uh, to, to the King of the Hammers and race. You're a big sponsor of the event, but uh, the regular Bronco has already been here. Uh, Ford Motorsport uh, brought it here, what, last year and finished uh, one, two, three? Yeah, absolutely. They brought three um, 
I guess, 4,600 class uh, base Broncos. Um, I think Brad Lovell, Lauren Healy, Vaughn Gittin, and Bailey Cole all raced them, and they actually qualified one, two, three, and finished one, two, three. So, um, you know, that just that just proves what a what a great platform the the Bronco is. Yeah, and that's and that's just the base Bronco. I mean, now we got uh, got this 418 horsepower thing uh, coming with all kinds of capability. If I lived in California, I know where I'd come in order to explore the uh, the envelope of this vehicle. Uh, you and I live in Michigan, so uh, if you got a Bronco Raptor, where do you go in Michigan to uh, push the envelope? Yeah, I mean, so going back to that, like that well-rounded uh, sort of. Um that well-rounded performance envelope. You know, we also did tons of development doing uh, woods riding um, up in uh, northern Michigan at Rocks and Valleys. Um, you can always take them to the sand dunes over in Silver Lake, um, and you know, really anywhere. I mean, they're they're really built to go anywhere. So yeah, I mean, you you, you name it, and uh, you know, I think the Bronco Raptor can do it. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a great vehicle. Uh, Chris Pivot, lead development engineer for the Bronco Raptor. Thanks for uh, having us out here, and uh, congratulations on a great on a great vehicle. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. The 910 AM app has been integrated with Alexa and is now live in the App Store. To use 910 AM on your Alexa device, you can say Alexa commands in two ways. If your Fire TV device has a microphone button, you can hold down the microphone button to say the commands. If you've linked your Echo or Echo Dot to your Fire TV, you can use the trigger word Alexa without pushing your microphone buttons to say commands. Start listening to 910 AM Superstation now from the comfort of your home. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. 
Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. If great programming and pure excitement is what you want, 910 AM is what you need. I'm Henry Payne. You are on car radio. We're joined by Robin Warner, one of the best auto journalists out. Fundamentally, you're just trying to get to the limit of the tire. You're just looking for that limit, and you just do your best to find it. I'm racing 14,000. Joined by Tom Kane, a quick car. Two of the best days in the park. The best car radio show in all of Michigan. we got a great show for you today. On 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Superstation. The oldest radio station in town since 1922. All right, this is Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, out here having a good day at the office, uh, driving a Mazda. Any Mazda is good. This is the all-new Mazda CX-50. I'm at Santa Barbara, California. I'm joined by Dave Coleman, who's the boss of vehicle dynamics for Mazda. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> nice of you uh, to have us out here. And, um, I mean, it's... It's always great to have a Mazda. I've, I've always thought the CX-5 is the baseline for compact SUVs. A, it, it handles like a BMW 3 Series. B, it's priced like a Honda CRV. Right. So you, you get the best best of both worlds, and, and, it's, and it's good looking, which is hard to do yeah. in, a, in an SUV. Now you guys are bringing in sort of a brother to the, to, to the, um, to the CX-5. Uh, talk about that strategy. Yeah, well, 650 is aimed at a little bit more of a sort of outdoorsy kind of person. Um, the, the, this segment for this size of SUV is really big. It's really popular. Everybody everybody kind of seems to want this size of car. So there's a, kind of enough room for us to di- start differentiating and, and aiming for different kinds of people. So we're kind of steering the CX-5 towards a more urban kind of customer, the people that are buying it now. Um, and the CX-50 is more aimed for people that like to go out mountain biking and camping and, uh, you know, going to places that you have to go down a long dirt trail to get to um, and it's made to be a little bit bigger inside this car is actually CX-50 is made just for North America uh, whereas the CX-5 is a global car that has to fit on narrow Japanese roads and European roads and all that so making it just for North America we were able to make it a little bit bigger uh, it flared the fenders moved the wheels outside of the cabin so we have more interior space made it a little bit longer the back seats a little bit roomier um, and made the cargo area kind of longer so we can, you know, you look at cargo volume specs, and they always measure the total volume all the way up to the ceiling. I don't know about you, but I don't like stacking stuff to the ceiling when I'm loading stuff up. So a long, flat load floor where you can put stuff in next to each other uh, and not have to, you know, dig things out from, from under each other, um, that was really sort of helpful. Starting from, you know, a new vehicle to sort of expand the size of it a little bit and make it more flexible for the, the big stuff the big Americans like to do. 
Yeah, and I, and I think, uh, you know, as you look at the CX-5, that's probably one of the knocks on it is it's smaller uh, inside than some of the, the competitors. Uh, so you take care of that. I mean, yeah. we're, we're big guys. We're both six-foot-plus six guys, so uh, it makes us feel better. Uh, back there, but dude, you've also done some clever stuff uh, like doing 90 degree doors, uh, bringing in a lot of accessories with this car. I mean, it really is very different than the CX-5, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Like the, the 90 degree doors you mentioned. So we're we're looking at you know when you're going camping and overlanding and all that, you end up using the roof rack a lot, put a lot of stuff up on the roof. So this car, for one, has a little bit lower roof than the CX-5, so it's easier to get stuff up there. But opening the, the back door 90 degrees makes it easier for when you are stepping on the door sill there and climbing up to, to load stuff up onto the roof rack. It's you know it's a tiny detail, but it's a little kind of details like that that kind of make your experience when you when you're working with the car. And, and, and it looks different too. I mean, I, as I came into this, I was expecting, uh, um, you know, a, a similar car to the CX-5, maybe more cladding uh, around the wheel wells, that sort of thing. But you really, it really is comprehensively different. It's wider, it's lower. Um, you've done done a lot of work uh, uh, to, to this to make this vehicle different. Yeah, it's actually under the skin on a different platform. It, you know, a lot of times you'll have m multiple cars of the same size. They would be the same car underneath the skin. Um, but it just so happens that with, this is on a newer generation platform. And because uh, we built it for North America and we're building it in North America in a new plant in Alabama, um, we were able to sort of take off a lot of the restrictions that we had for cars that are built globally. The roads in Japan can be very narrow. Roads in Europe can be very very narrow. And so the cars have to, have to be relatively narrow. And because of that, the factory that we have in Japan was built to accommodate those size cars and we actually couldn't we, we wouldn't be able to build the CX-50 in our factory in Japan because the poles that hold the roof up are too close together <laughs> right so starting from scratch and building everything new we were just able to sort of start over and do it really what the size and package that we want in this market yeah yeah and the, and the Alabama piece is a, is a great story I mean I, I think you you came into to, uh, Mazda when Mazda was still with Ford at Flat Rock that's right yeah. um, so I mean talk about that a little bit how first first uh, time uh, Mazda's manufactured in the U.S. since they severed ties with Ford how, how's that how does that work yeah, so the, the Flat Rock plant um, originally started back when we were making the Mazda MX-6 and the Ford Probe, which were, which were related under the skin. Um, by the time I started at Mazda, I think we were making Mazda 6s there, and ironically, Ford Mustangs on the same line. Uh, it was a very uh, very uh, flexible line uh, back then. Um, what we're doing in the new plant in Alabama is very different. It's actually a joint plant with Toyota, um, where we are sharing with Toyota the, the logistical headache of building a plant, which is it's a big work to get all of these parts to come in and get assembled into cars and go back out yeah. um, you know there's a lot of overhead in a plant and so we share that with Toyota um, but we end up with two completely separate lines where they build a car on their line and we build a car on our line and they don't two don't don't cross um, we share on the lines we share a stamping plant because stamping sheet metal is stamping sheet metal and it's a big piece of equipment so we can share the cost of that equipment and some one day we stamp Toyota parts and one day we stamp Mazda parts uh, and we share a paint line because both our cars are painted and then after they come out of the paint line they split and go down different sides of the building and at the very end when they go out the door the final inspection line they come back together and the same guys inspect both of them and they go out into the lot and get on trains and go to your dealer <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a, that's a great story need, need to have that going on uh, in the US so um, you know to the nitty-gritty of the car I mean it's remarkable to me 
because this is clearly you know marketing it differently than this than the um, traditional Mazda. I'm a traditional Mazda buyer. I like the the sportiness and the speed of of the Mazda 3, the Mazda 3 Turbo, the Mazda Miata. I mean all all of that uh, halo stuff. And then you hear that Mazda is doing an off-road brand. You think, oh, it's going to be. It's going to be great off-road, but it's going to be horrible on-road. This thing is great on-road. I mean, I, I just uh, came back from driving the Twisties of California and, and had a blast. I mean, it, uh, you know, how do you how do you square that circle, make a good off-road and on-road? Look, at the end of the day, Mazda, we are who we are, and we can't help but focus on the way the car drives on pavement. Um, if you know, step back and be realistic about when you want to go, you know, camping. And if somebody like I go camping five or six times a year, way out in the middle of nowhere, and even looking realistic. Basically, at my drives, on those camping trips, 90% of the drive is on the freeway. Uh, and there's a little bit of twisty road that's, that could be fun if I'm driving the right car or it could be terrible if I'm driving a truck. Uh, and then there's a couple of miles of, of rugged off-road stuff. Uh, so we didn't want to compromise the on-road stuff. Like, that's the logical side of us talking. The, the emotional side of us is we're Mazda. We like making cars that are fun to drive, too. So we'll talk yourselves into it with that story. But really, this is just, just what we do. Um, but really, what we wanted to do with this car is take that really connected, direct, enjoyable driving feel that we have on pavement and deliver the same thing on gravel, deliver the same confidence when you're scrambling up a rocky hill or going across a washed out creek bed or some something you didn't expect that's between you and your campsite and make sure that you always have the same confidence that you had on road. That was our, our idea. Yeah, yeah, and you got you got nice bits like uh, a camera that, that, that helps there. It's, uh, it's lifted a little bit uh, off the ground compared to the to, to the uh, CX-5. And, and you guys also make use of uh, G-vectoring control for off-road. Yeah. So, you know, if you do kind of uh, encounter something, get, get, you're, you're, you're going a little too fast off-road, it works off-road. Yeah, so the, the G-vectoring control for, for the 99% of people who don't remember what that is, <laughs> is this trick we came up with um, from watching how rally drivers control their cars at speed. They're always using weight transfer to, to when they when they turn in on loose surfaces, uh, the tires won't really bite in normally if you just turn the wheel on gravel, right? And so they're always left foot braking and shifting weight onto the front tires whenever they turn to make the car the car bite into the gravel. And we looked at, at the way uh, professional drivers did that and made a system that kind of automated that. So when you turn the wheel, it'll automatically cut engine output tiny, tiny amount just to shift weight onto the tires and make them respond more consistently. And that's worked out really well on all of our uh, all of our cars. All of our cars have this system now. Um, and it just makes the steering more precise and more consistent. But when we started doing off-road mode, suddenly we had the opportunity. Now we're on gravel. We're back where this idea started. And when you put it in off-road mode, we turn up the, the gain on that system so that it really makes those front tires bite. Um, and it just it makes it feel almost as if it, you're back on pavement. Like it just turns in normally. Um, and between that and some tricks we did with the all-wheel drive system, using the coupling between the front and the rear wheels that we have when we start to engage the rear drive, using it to stabilize the car so the tail doesn't slide out when you don't want it to, um, it makes the car just track really naturally on a gravel road. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. We were we were. We were having some fun at just 30, 35 miles an hour, and it, it really rotates. It works uh, on road. Uh, um, uh, since I got you here, you're a racer. I'm a racer. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about the future without giving away any pro <laughs> without giving away any product. But I was I just got out of the uh, the Porsche Cayman GT4 RS. Fantastic car. Screaming, you know, yeah, screaming 9,000 RPM flat six engine. You know, it's as good as it gets right. in the uh, in the internal combustion world. Now Cayman is saying. 
Porsche is saying the next gen Cayman is going to be electric. Right. Are, are Dave, are the fun police coming for us? Uh, I, I don't think so. I've had a lot of fun in electric cars, actually. Um, I think it's, you know, we're used to having fun on a racetrack, and that's going to be difficult in electric cars because they don't have the uh, enough energy on board to do multiple laps of a racetrack. But for, you know, enjoying back roads and just enjoying your, your daily driving, I've been pleasantly surprised with what we can do with electric cars. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, the, the directness that you get in the throttle response. And when we did the MX-30, uh, you know, it's uh, if it's an electric car on the same platform as a CX-30. And what we were able to do by having uh, the extra stiffness that we have from uh, building a cage around the battery so it doesn't get damaged in a crash, that stiffened up the body, uh, and lowering the center of gravity from having all the weight really down low. And mostly from back to GVC, um, we're able to, in, in a gasoline car, we're limited how much weight transfer we can do with GVC, how much we can throw weight onto the front tires, because we're just pulling power out of the engine. So if you're not accelerating, you can't do any weight transfer. So basically, we tune everything to be as if you were off throttle. But when we had the electric motor in there, not only is it faster and more precise, uh, because electric motor does exactly what you tell it to do, uh, but when we're already decelerating, even when we're in full regen, there's always a little bit more regen available. So the GVC could always work to throw weight onto those front tires, and the, the, the turning and the front bite that we get out of that car uh, is, is phenomenal. And it's like really one of our best handling cars is our electric car. Yeah. So I'm kind of optimistic about, about electric future. Yeah, you know, I believe it. Yeah, you, you talk to engineers. Engineers electric, uh, love electric motors. Right. As you say, they're 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 so direct. They're so precise. Tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave Coleman, uh, uh, chief of uh, vehicle dynamics for Mazda. Uh, good talking to you, and and uh, thanks for the CX50. It's always great to see you. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you you to enjoy on my 38 my 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused are you looking for a great deal on tv advertising are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public with my 38 we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price this offers for a 30-day ad placement please contact mike z for more information at 248-357-4566 248-357-4566 or email at mikez at the wordnetwork.org this excludes political ads 
Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. All right, there's Henry Payne with 910 AM Superstation hanging out out in uh, Los Angeles near the airport uh, just after the unveil of the all-new uh, Ford Mustang Mach-E. And I'm with Gordon Plato, who's the uh, chief designer of the car. Gordon, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. Exci- super excited. A <laughs> pretty exciting night. It I mean, is. it's always exciting it to is. see a new car. Uh, for you guys, you know, you've been... You know, you've been working on this baby for a while, and now you give birth, and it's great to show the world. It is. We had a great team, and uh, it's. Um, it honestly, it reminds me of working in the truck studio. Everybody was pulling them in the same direction, yeah. and um, super excited, super passionate about what they were doing because well, they believed in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is really a crash course. Uh, I mean, it, not only were you guys turning this around in two years, you'd invested. In, a, in an electric car, but you really turned it into a Mustang in the last two years. It's a crash crash course, but um, as, as a designer, um, I haven't found an electric car designer yet who isn't just thrilled at the opportunity to deal with a skateboard platform. It, uh, no, it's just a great opportunity. I think um, consumers are looking for something new, looking for something fresh, and it really gave up us a, a shot in the arm, to, designers a shot in the arm to to really um, be passionate about what they were doing. Early on in this program, it was considered a compliance vehicle for us, just just a design there to meet federal regulations and fuel economy. Um, when we went, went Mustang, the designers just were super excited about, uh, you know, obviously working on a Mustang, but now learning about battery electric and, and, and um, SUV and some of those key tensions were some of the fun that we went through on this program. like. How do you make an SUV out of a Mustang that's never been anything other than a two-door coupe? Yeah. How do you make a battery electric? And then how do you overlay that with um, trying to future the Mustang while you're doing all those other things? Because typically, future of Mustang was always based on the previous heritage. Yeah. So this, we had to push it to make sure that the technology uh, was apparent in the way we designed the vehicle. Right. I was saying there's two issues there you're talking about. I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about a new platform, but you're also talking about converting a sports car icon to an SUV. We've right. seen other manufacturers do that. Porsche, Jaguar, Maserati, all the all these performance brands are doing it. This is Mustang's turn. What, what are the challenges uh, translating a classic sport, low-slung sports car design to an SUV? Right, so we, we, we obviously drew on some heritage from Mustang, but we also wanted to make sure that um, we communicated the technology within the design. Um, we use different materials, specifically on the GT. We've got this really interesting polycarbonate uh, front grille. 
we spent a lot of time in the wind tunnel that really helped us actually shape the vehicle. Um, it's actually, it's an SUV, but it's a very slippery shape for an SUV. Uh, it comes in at sub three aerodynamics. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's amazing for an upright car. It, it really is, and uh, that was that was actually part of the fun and part of the thing that drove our passion and and, and challenge yeah. within the program. Uh, walk us around the exterior just a little bit. The, uh, the the design cues are there. Folks will recognize the hips from the Mustang. Will recognize the faux grill because you don't really need a grill right. on an electric car. But there are a lot of other really subtle. Uh, pieces to this uh, exterior design. Talk right. about that a little bit. Yeah, like I said, um, we spent a lot of time in the wind tunnel. One of the really interesting features on this is the fact that we have no door handles. That helped us obviously for CD counts, yeah. but it also helped us to get really deep body sculpting in the vehicle. Um, when you have battery electric, you obviously don't have a motor in the front. We, we do have a small motor, but not not like a nice engine. Yeah. Uh, we've got what we call a front in the in the front, uh, which is cargo capability. Uh, but it also allowed us to get really deep body sculpting in the hood that typically you can't yeah. do because you're trying to meet head pro. You got to be a certain height above the engine, yeah. and then you're bound by down vision, so it doesn't give you that opportunity to really sculpt the hood. This actually did, and it really kind of created that deep sculpting throughout the entire body. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, and you have the battery sitting very low in this car, which helps an SUV because SUVs typically uh, have head toss issues. You can put all the weight in the prong in the, in the bottom. But, but also, with without a uh, an engine in the front, that not only helps with safety. Obviously, you don't have an engine coming into your lap, but but. Uh, but you get to play with more space in the interior. This has a nice coupe line, but it also has good interior space. It does. Uh, battery electric obviously doesn't have any drivetrain running through the center of the vehicle, so it gives you a flat load floor and really provided us with an opportunity to do something different, specifically in the console area. Mm -hmm. It gave us a really interesting console with this two-tier option uh, where we have now really functional uh, storage space underneath the top tier and a charging station uh, for your phone on, on the top top tier. Yeah, I, I, I'm six foot five and uh, the back seat was a cinch for me, very easy to, to, uh, to sit in. Um, in terms of going from the uh, standard car to the GT, uh, what, what does the GT uh, allow you to do from a design point of view that you couldn't do with a cheaper uh, uh, standard car? Uh, I, I think I think in, in the end the GT was designed to be uh, the performance variant. Mm -hmm. So we went with bigger wheels. It forced us into uh, different opportunities from an aero standpoint. One of our challenges was to try with the GT to meet the aero uh, dynamic performance of the base program. Uh, it was tough to do because you're already at a, 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 a negative count versus the base program when you go with the wider, larger wheels. Yeah. Uh, so we've got this very interesting, eight, we call it the A-surface air curtain on the front that allows uh, large uh, graphic intake in the front but dumps the air outboard of the wheel instead of going through the, uh, the wheel opening, yeah. which really allowed us to make up a lot of uh, aero counts. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a cool-looking vehicle. Uh, I imagine there'll be people out there slamming this thing <laughs> and, and actually uh, uh, taking it down lower to the ground. Oh, yeah. uh, um, but but uh, the other thing that fascinates me is uh, is the designers. You guys are really versatile people. I, I first met you on a truck program yeah. designing yeah. a Ford F-150. How yeah. do you go from <laughs> designing a truck 
to designing a sleek SUV? Yeah, I've been I've been I've been with Ford Motor Company almost 30 years. Uh, half of my career was spent in the truck programs, working on different icons like uh, Raptor, F-150, Super Duty. Um, and I think the reason why those those vehicles obviously resonate with our customers is because Ford Motor Company knows trucks and they know their customer. Uh, it's no different with Mustang. We know Mustang, and we know our customers. So. If you're if you're designing for the customer and not designing uh, for a designer's purpose, uh, you can design anything. Yeah, really. So so I mean, because they seem like such different animals. Right. But uh, but 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 do you as you just assemble a design team? Do you try to find people who have worked on sports cars or Mustangs before to do this vehicle? And the same with the truck. Yeah, we we, we had a lot of passionate uh, Mustang enthusiasts on this program. Some of the guys worked on GT before. Uh, a lot of the guys worked on uh, Mustangs. So um, just guiding them in the right direction, I think, um, and providing th that guidance, I think, um, really, really shows in the final design. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the uh, car. Very exciting moment. And uh, we look forward to more to come. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seigensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patted charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things.